We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. guard at quarterback in the NFL right now. The eight remaining quarterbacks are all in their 20s. And that's a good thing. And and I think the oldest quarterback that's left is Mahomes. How old is Dak? I think he and Dak are both 27. Either 26 or 27 years old. Sounds about right. Dak is 29. 29. Oh, okay. So Dak's the oldest. Okay, yeah. Dak's the oldest. That's the oldest quarterback at 29. So I, I compiled a list here, and it, usually when we talk about the the current gen, we still have two of the dinosaurs that are left hanging on in, in Rodgers and Brady. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not counting like Flacco, who's still on a roster, but Rodgers and Brady are not in the playoffs. That generation, in how, depending on how large you want to make the circle here. Brady... I had Brady, Rogers, Rogers, Breeze, Breeze, Rivers, Rivers, Roethlisberger. If you want to include Eli Manning, maybe, sure. maybe Peyton. Yeah, yeah, he wants these Super Bowls. I mean, Matt Ryan is part of that. Yes, I, I'm glad that you brought up his name because that to me is is the cutoff. That's where that's where we get to this lost generation of quarterbacks, like we were talking about. Matt Stafford is probably on the edge there too. Yeah. Okay. So Dan, buckle up. I am going to read you most of the quarterbacks that were drafted between because I I am defining the lost generation of quarterbacking. Oh, I've 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 got it here, but let me let before you do that between 2009 and 2017. Before you do that, let me just point out that the the biggest reason why the the biggest disparity or. It's the word I'm looking for. The void is caused by the retirement of Andrew Luck. Because mm-hmm. part that, of it. That's because. And, and, and let me say first, the the even when I say the successes are all yeah buts, because the the list of failures is astonishing. It's and it's, it's upsetting. It's astonishing. But and and it's and that's development. That's drafting. That's everything. But it, but the fact that Luck bailed when he did it sort of changes the math here. The, the successes are what? Deshaun Watson, Jared Goff. No, but Deshaun Watson's part of that 2017. So, like, that's when you can start, like, you can start flipping over and saying, all right, well, then there's a group of quarterbacks that actually have done something. Like, let's let's go through okay, this, go Dan. It's, it's ugly, okay? So, 2009, you have Matthew Stafford. Mark Sanchez was the second quarterback taken. Josh Freeman, Pat White. I'm not going any lower than that because it it just gets like there are people that you'd never heard of, like Stephen McGee, you know, that were drafted. So that's mm-hmm. 2009, 2010. Huge disasters at the top of this draft. 
Sam Bradford that couldn't stay healthy. Second quarterback off the board in 2010, Tim Tebow. Jimmy Clausen is still around. Colt McCoy is still around. Mike Kafka is one of the, the great offensive minds in the league, but not quarterbacking. 2011, you get an MVP. You get Cam Newton. Terrell Pryor is in that class under weird circumstances. Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, Christian Ponder, Andy Dalton, who's had a pretty good career. Right? When he's when he you're circling him is like, well, that guy won, you know? C- Colin Kaepernick, Ryan Mallett, TJ Yates. Remember the Bears drafting yep. Nathan Enderley? Nathan Enderley. Uh, this the the eleventh Mike court- guy. Right. The eleventh quarterback taken in that draft was Tyrod Taylor, aka Ty God. 2012, you brought it up. Andrew Luck, RG3, Ryan Tannehill, Brandon Whedon, Brock Osweiler. Then we get Russ, we get Russell Wilson, and we get Nick Foles and Kirk Cousins. So good quarterbacks in the 2012 draft, but other than Luck and Wilson, not people that you would want to necessarily build your franchise around. Although Brock Osweiler, I believe... Beat the Bears. Three times with three different teams. He beat the Bears. Three times with three different teams. That is ridiculous. Dan, 2013. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. EJ Manuel. Geno Smith, who's had a renaissance this year, went to a Pro Bowl. The third quarterback drafted that year was Mike Glennon. And then the fourth one was Matt Barkley, Ryan Nassib. Like, you see what I mean? Like, we, we, we get down to, like, B.J. Daniels and stuff. 2014, Blake Bortles, Johnny Manziel, Teddy Bridgewater, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. So guys okay. with good careers, but not all-time greats. Like, solid NFL quarterbacks, but nothing special. 2015. A lot of people thought that this would be a class where you'd find a star. Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Garrett Grayson. You remember Garrett Grayson from Colorado State? I do not. Sean Mannion, Bryce Petty from Baylor. Yeah, Bryce Petty famously at the Combine or the Senior Bowl, someone said, what front are they in? And he literally said, what's a front? Yeah, he he and Mitch Trubisky had very similar experiences when it came to uh, simple quarterbacking. Brett Hundley, who was around for a while as a backup. Beat the Bears. Yep, and Trevor Simeon. 2016, this is kind of the end of it, and there are some good quarterbacks in here. Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Paxton Lynch, Ugh. and then your guy, Dan, Christian Hackenberg, Jacoby Brissett, Cody Kessler, Connor Cook from Michigan State, Dak, cook. Dak Prescott, and Cardell Jones. Let's see anyone else. Nate Sudfield's in here. Jeff Driscoll is in here. And then we get to 2017, and you have Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. But that... that and Mitch. And Mitch. And Mitchell. And C.J. Beathard. But even after and that... the Peter man. But keep going if you're talking about Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. But then you get Josh, Josh Allen. But Josh but, Rosen. I mean, the, these are first-round picks. But in that draft, you have Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, you, you at least have two guys that are part of the mix 
when it comes to this. But that stretch between 2009 and 2017 where there's just a desert of quarterbacking. And now you look up and you see Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and Dak and and Patrick Mahomes like doing crazy stuff where he quietly, you know, threw for all these touchdowns in 5200 yards. Like it's ridiculous. Like all the stuff that he did. And Jalen Hurts in the NFC, Daniel Jones, who people kind of thought was a bust and has done a great and Brock Purdy is out there. Well, let's go. I I'm I'm not uh... No, you don't not believe yet. it? Not yet. Let, 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 congratulations on, on a lovely season. And but, <laughs> Here's your gift basket. Yeah, let, let's let's just slow our roll with the old Brock Purdy thing. I, I, I think there's a it's a perfect marriage of of coach and situation and system and skill position players and everything. I am not ready to to, to have any purdy mania occurring. I, and I and I wish him nothing but the best. Well I'm, one I'm of just, one of the Wait. Quarterbacks that's going to be playing Sunday is Joe Burrow. And look, Matt Bowen, whenever he breaks stuff down, does a phenomenal job of it. The thing about Burrow is that Burrow does have more athleticism than he's given credit for, and he's been pretty good in RPO stuff going all the way back to LSU. But there's something that is old school about him when it comes to handling pressure in the pocket. And Matt Bowen broke this down for us yesterday. He has intangible stuff that you can't necessarily teach. Uh, and he's also got the best pocket mobility in the NFL. I think he's taken over for Tom Brady in terms of someone who could teach a master class about moving within the pocket, creating a new throwing platform for yourself. That's a better than anyone. Where Joe Burrow has struggled this year is versus cover two and quarters, two high zone looks. He saw from the Ravens last week. And again, in week 18 from the Ravens, you look at his passing totals, the numbers are down. They are telling Joe Burrow from a defensive perspective, we are not giving you vertical opportunities. You're not throwing the ball down the field to T. Hicks. We're not going to allow it. You're not throwing the ball down, down the field to Jamar Chase. We're taking that away, too. We're going to force you to take the throws that are available and work the ball underneath. That's why the one element I look at in this matchup is the second-level defenders for the Buffalo Bills. The two linebackers in the slot corner. They have to play excellent football because it's one thing to say we're going to play cover two, and that looks great in the chalkboard. But your second level is more important than the back level. The back level is going to do its job. They're going to stay on top of routes and drive top down the football. Your second level has to play with zone vision and with zone depth. You've got to get 12 to 15 yards deep versus Joe Burrow because if you don't, he's going to throw curls, he's going to throw comebacks, and he's going to work his way down the field. So good. Mm-hmm. And I, I love watching Joe Burrow quarterback because there, there is an element of him having to do some of that because he's running for his life. I mean, they they still haven't quite fixed the issues with the offensive line in Cincinnati, and it puts a, a Joe Cool, Joe Shiesty, Joe B in, in peril quite a bit. But he's, he's learned how to navigate it, and – by giving him comfort of drafting the receiver that he wanted and then surrounding whether it's it's Chase or or T Higgins they have so many offensive weapons that he can take some risks down the field even with an offensive line that allows for there to be a ton of pressure put on him we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.